You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 116. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. I don't know how to speak right now. I'm so tired. A.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado, Roshan at Roro. What's up? (laughs) I'm doing good. I know you're sleepy, Daniel, but I'm sure you're very excited that today is Halo Day. Yes. Yes, very excited and yes, nervous about that <laughs> flight tomorrow, as we were talking about in the pre-show. Right. Yes, even more so. Like it's Halo Day, but it is Game Awards Eve, and you're and you're going yes. going to see Christian there. So yeah, exciting yep. times. Yep, Christian is on his way to the airport as we speak to go there. So yes, uh, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at eight p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN, twitch.tv slash Podcast PXN, and Twitter as well. The topic of the show this week, Ro, is there is none. We are just doing news this week. We're trying to get a quick show in uh, before Daniel has to fall asleep and go on his plane flight in the morning. This, But, Ro, the show always <laughs> starts with the PXN News of the Week, and so let's go and ahead. with the PXN News of the Week, too. <laughs> <laughs> and jump right in the quick bites row here we go marcus phoenix and kate diaz are officially coming to fortnite i thought this was pretty pretty neat uh of course epic games created the gears franchise which is just crazy it's come full circle and here we are we're getting fortnite skins for kate and marcus yeah Heck yeah this, uh, i haven't played the gears franchise but they they look cool i i, I like their skins yes yes uh, Row our next little quick bite. There are two new suits from Spider-Man No Way Home, which I'm sure you are excited about, coming so to Sp- Spider-Man Remastered for PS5. They look real nice. Row, what are your thoughts on these guys? Yeah, I thought they looked really cool. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Inside Out suit just yet. I'm sure I will be when I when I watch the movie and get all the context to it, but it's okay. Um, but I do like the uh, the Stark Tech one. It looks really cool, and I just I really want them to put the Amazing Spider-Man two suit in the game. <laughs> I understand why they haven't. First of all, they have the first one in there already. Plus, it's kind of similar to suits that are already in there, so I, I get it. But uh, I want that suit so bad. But yeah, I'm so I'm so ha- happy for Insomniac still giving us skins. That's so cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As a huge Spider-Man fan, I'm sure you want all of the Spider-Man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I will never be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, moving to our last quick bite row. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection is officially coming January 28th to PlayStation 5 and PC sometime later in 2022. Uh, they did also announce that if you own any version of Uncharted 4 or Uncharted The Lost Legacy um, or the digital bundle for PlayStation 4, you can pay $10 to upgrade to receive the PS5 remaster of both uh, The Legacy of Thieves, so both A Thief's End and The Lost Legacy, which I think that's that's fair. That's a pretty fair upgrade, honestly. Um, for a PS5, you know, quote unquote remaster um, for both games, and you only had to own one essentially uh, previously, so that's pretty cool. 
um, especially for people maybe who didn't pick up, you know, Lost Legacy or something. So. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Love it. We love to see it. Uh, just like we love to see Brenty in the chat saying, yo, yo, Roshan and Daniel, what's going on, boys? Have a good one and hope all is well. Thank you, Brenty. Thank you. We appreciate it. We are doing good. Yes. Hope you're doing good, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, moving in, road to our first news story. Uh, these are well titled here as I, I kind of uh, went a little bit off the uh, <laughs> yeah. off the, the cuff here, but I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, we've got a couple of stories that kind of, you know, they don't exactly coincide with one another, but they kind of do based on how I titled them. So we're going to say right. this. Uh, fuck you, Take-Two. Like, what the hell are you doing? Take-Two has sent a trademark claim to Hazelight Studios because of It Takes Two, forcing Hazelight to abandon any ownership of the game's name. No details yet whether the game will be renamed or how this impacts its sales slash marketing. Stupid. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. It just feels like a thing that you would do just to just to do it. You know, like you didn't have to do this. You just want to be a bad guy. Yeah, it, it really made no sense, it seemed like to me, Un- unless there is some business side to this that I'm not understanding. Even if there is, it, it, it's so clearly separate from what you're doing that, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a, as you said, F you take two. That's, that's really all it boils down to right now. <laughs> and it's, it's like nobody's misunderstanding it takes no. two with take two, the company. Like, that's com- two completely different. Like, I gave the example to Gage, I think I was talking to the other night on Halo when we were playing. I was like, that's like, you know, Microsoft has Game Pass for Xbox. Well, the NFL also has something called Game Pass where you can watch all NFL games. People aren't confusing NFL Game Pass with <laughs> Xbox Game Pass. They're two completely different things. Like, it's just... Yeah. Mm. And can you imagine if NFL tried to sue Microsoft over <laughs> oh, that or something? Like, or the other way around? Right. It's just so silly. It's really Christian silly. in the is, is surprised by your, your vulgar language, Dan. <laughs> oh, so you're surprised by that, Christian. Well, have I got the second follow-up for you. Fuck you, Activision. Activision, after promising QA for months that Activision was working towards a pay restructure to increase their wages, Raven Software has laid off a significant portion of its QA team. So if people don't know, Raven Software uh, mainly develop Call of Duty Warzone, which is the battle royale mode for Call of Duty. And they're essentially saying, yes, we don't care. QA, you guys get out of here. We just finished wrapping up our, our new map for Warzone. We're going to push that out. And yep, you guys are all gone. We don't need you. Right in time for the holidays. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's so... I remember when Activision laid off like 500 or so 400 or so employees that one year i think it was two years back and i feel like it was around the same time like what is their deal (laughs) with doing it around the most expensive and supposed to be most wholesome time of the year but it's it's so so weird i was and there was another uh i watched like a call of uh big boss laying off their employees it was it wasn't in games though but it was so heartbreaking to to see so i can't imagine how these people are, are feeling just to come to work and then told to go home. I don't, I, I don't know how this news was delivered, but I can't imagine it was, it was a good 
it was it was a good feeling. But um, yeah, the games industry is is rough, and I it doesn't have to be like this. So yeah, 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 very disappointing, and continues the bull crap that's going on with Activision, and nothing's being done about their CEO at the top that continues to be the CEO, and it's just that that company is an absolute just embarrassment to the game industry at this point so not good uh moving on to a little bit lighter news row which i'm sure you will be happy for (laughs) sonic 2 the movie trailer is coming to the game awards as well as the next sonic game how excited Um. are you so excited like i when i saw him teasing uh it with fidel a couple of days ago that i talked to you guys about in the chat i was like oh maybe it's just the movie and i, I would be happy about the movie of course i am happy about the movie getting a trailer but i was also so happy that we're also getting a, a tease of the game at the game awards too so those joined together so happy um ben schwartz and jim carrey are going to be there as well who i think did fantastic in their respective roles in the first movie um, I wasn't expecting like Jim Carrey as much as I did as Eggman, but Jim Carrey is a freaking a legendary actor, so I don't know what I was thinking anyway. <laughs> but yeah, there was a so it was a great movie, and I can't wait to see the the trailer tomorrow because the poster that they released today was was awesome. It was awesome. Got yeah. me very hyped. Yeah. And and it seems like Jim Carrey's going full Robotnik at this point. Yes. Like, yeah. Bald hair, got the goggles, the mustache. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. But also, Ro, we also got confirmation, and there was rumors about this, but now confirmation that Halo TV series is getting a trailer at the Game Awards also. <laughs> How excited <Woo>! are you? <laughs> Very excited. And they gave us like a little three-second teaser that gave us yes, some... Oh, it looks yeah. <laughs> so good. The budget... Uh, oh, that's it, The budget's got to be... I mean, it, yeah. The, yeah. Even Gage, who has been down on it the entire time, uh, Gage, calling you out, Gage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even he said he's like, man, th- that actually looked a lot higher value than uh, production value than I thought it was going to be. And I'm like, I tried to tell you, you didn't listen. But yeah, very excited. Yes, Christian, it does look amazing. Both Halo and, and Sonic look amazing. Yes. Oh, man. Christian's yeah. going to see me cry. <laughs> the game awards. Uh, take pictures <laughs> <laughs> speaking of crying row uh the battlefield developers may be crying a little bit oh. uh, that was a great transition right that was good that was good <laughs> <laughs> battlefield 2042 uh is getting some reinforcements and uh there's a little bit more here that that we're going to talk about as well but Apparently, Vince Ampella is now being put in charge of uh, re- of not Respawn. He's already in charge of Respawn of DICE, which is the developer for uh, Battlefield. So this is very interesting. He was already taking over DICE LA, I believe, and rebranding that as a different studio. So now he's actually taking all of Battlefield under his umbrella. And the new studio that uh, Marcus Lato, who is... Of course, the creator of the Master Chief and worked at Bungie for so many years. He is actually working on a on story content for the future of Battlefield, which has me very excited because like even people were like mentioning like the possibility of like 
a bat a new battlefield bad company game being made by marcus and i'm like yes like bad company's humor i loved it so much ea at the time said after battlefield bad company 2 came out i remember them saying we don't really know why bad company is uh, so successful like we don't know what what's so great about the game i'm like what it's <laughs> what it's great it's hilarious um but yeah uh row what were your thoughts on this are you uh, interested or excited that Vincent Paul is going to maybe help dice out of this hole that they've kind of dug themselves into? Um, I, I don't know if excited is a word, but I do think it it is a good move for sure because of how well he's done over at Respawn and with Apex and, and Titanfall and everything that's going on over there that's been so successful at EA. It, it is, it is a, it's easy to see the like separations at EA uh, that Dice isn't doing so hot and like Bio is doing better, but um, it's just interesting to see that okay, this guy did a really good job here. Let's bring him, bring him here, and hopefully he could do what he's done there here. Um, so yeah, and and EA has rightfully so given Respawn like more creative freedom. At least that's what they said in the past um, because of how successful they are. So it is cool that they're bringing the person who who led the charge to kind of hopefully fix things over at DICE. So I, I think that's great because, man, I, w- I was so excited for Battlefield 2042. You, you guys remember, like, we were all were pretty excited for it, and then it came and none of us really were that hyped about it when it actually arrived. I mean, Halo is, a, is another reason for that, but yeah. besides Halo, it didn't launch very well either. So hopefully Vince can shake things up over there. <laughs> Yes, agreed. Yeah, Halo definitely made Battlefield a casualty on my radar, and I didn't even end up buying it because of that, because I was like, man, of course, like you said, the reviews haven't been good for it, and yeah, the Halo effect. Uh, We've got Kirik Craft in the chat saying, sup, boys? What's up, Kirik? Thank you for joining us for this episode. Hello. Uh, And my dad in the other chat, in the YouTube chat, he says, five people are watching. That (laughs) means five people could like the video. Help out the boys. He's absolutely right. You guys like the video. I appreciate, <laughs> Subscribe for more. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, I his it. hustle on that. That's yeah. great. Oh, oh man. And, and it worked. At least, I mean, I know I just now, and now it's at five. Beautiful. Look what he did. Wow. Look what he did. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, That's funny. The power of Rose Dad, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into our next story row PlayStation is reportedly working on a Game Pass competitor. This is interesting. Uh, Apparently, there's going to be three tiers that it's going to launch with. So um, in comparison, Xbox Game Pass has two tiers, uh, regular Game Pass and Ultimate. Um, And it's also going to combine PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus, which is interesting. Uh, It'll have a catalog of PS4 plus PS5 games. And the highest tier has PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. So... I'm curious what your thoughts are on this row. So I think this is great for competition. Uh, from the early inclination or the early reports we're getting from this, it doesn't sound like it's going to include first party games day one, but uh, it sounds like it may like have a revolving door, so to speak, of of first party content coming in and out. Um, I think the only thing that how much is this going to cost? I think is what it's going to come down to because obviously it doesn't directly compare to game pass with game pass coming with uh, first party content on day one. 
Um, but it does include PlayStation Plus, which Game Pass Ultimate is the only thing that comes with PlayStation Plus. So it's like we kind of need more information to know like if this is going to be a good comparison. What do you think, Ro? Yeah, I, I do think we need a little bit more to to say that this is even going to be a Game Pass competitor. Um, I do think that this is... I don't like the three tiers thing. I just wish it was just all included into to one thing. But Game Pass has Ultimate as well, but... I feel like it makes a little bit more sense with what they're offering. But again, we need more information to see maybe it does make sense having the tiers. Um, I, I don't like that they're putting old games behind a paywall, but there has to be a way to get those old games. And if it's behind a paywall, I guess it's okay. <laughs> but uh, it does kind of suck at the same time. But I am excited to see what this looks like because Game Pass is so great. We've been wanting something on PlayStation for, for a while now. PlayStation now hasn't really been that. So hopefully this could bring uh, something like Game Pass to to PlayStation. So I'm definitely excited to see what it what it is. But right now I, I still I still want a little bit more to to know how I, I really feel about it because right now I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little lukewarm right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it, it is kind of crappy to put you know backwards compatibility behind a paywall because your your direct competitor is not doing that. So. Yeah, but again, maybe the pricing is okay, and we'll just forget about it, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. We've got a lot of chatting going on. We've got Glenn in the <laughs> YouTube chat saying, I liked the video before the episode started. Thank you, Dang. Glenn. You're the, wow. you're the, me- you. you're the best. Uh, <laughs> Kirik is in the Twitch chat saying, I guess you guys might talk about this, but the video games are... W- ah, video game awards are tomorrow. Yes, they are and christian is actually on a plane headed that way he says see you guys uh see you tomorrow dan bye guys i will see you tomorrow christian see ya uh yes kirik we're both going uh me and christian are going to the game awards and roe gage and uh i forget who else is joining you guys uh, brandon is his name brandon brandon you're right brandon uh yes those three will be live streaming the game awards as well on the channel so yeah check it out um with everyone there it's going to be very exciting um yeah uh Keurig also says they need to make a ps vita 2 they must left money yes. on the table oh my god yes they should i agree i don't know if they're leaving money on the table but i would buy it yeah. <laughs> i don't know how, how many other people would I'm, I'm, i know there's a lot but enough is it enough yeah i say yes i agree <laughs> it's a good piece of hardware. I agree. <laughs> uh, moving into our next story, Ro, this might be another one that you're happy about. Uh, more Destiny 2 content as Destiny 2 is getting 30th anniversary stuff for Bungie's 30th birthday. And it is some cool stuff. Um, this is just like a, a little bit that I had picked out, but I don't know if you know of more things, Ro, but uh, they are including a Halo-like battle rifle and a magnum so like they have the same scopes and everything like the uh halo magnum and and battle rifle have which is super cool and it looks very similar uh so yeah i'm super stoked that they got this content in there yeah obviously they can't name it straight up like halo stuff but yeah it's definitely halo inspired uh weapons um they also have a sword that is half energy sword and half half like not energy sword but half of it is like the energy sword shape it's so cool. It's That's such a cool sick. weapon. Um, I think there's there's like the uh, you, I don't know the name of it, but this like the blue long um, it's purple actually. It's plasma gun sort of shape weapon. That's the new trace rifle in the game. 
So they, they've got a, a couple more uh, Halo-inspired weapons than just these two. I just am blanking on the names, and I don't know Halo well enough to... <laughs> to Maybe you know now? Have you seen I just saw, No, I just saw the sword. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that looks sick. Yeah, so it's, it's really cool. And the event that they have right now, which is... Uh, I'm blanking on the name for that one as well, but Zur is, is the... Uh, the NPC that uh, oversees it, and it's a new six-man activity, and it's a free one for this 30th anniversary thing. Um, so some of some of the 30th anniversary is paid for, and half of it is is free. And this uh, event is free, and it's really good, and it's lots of fun. Uh, it replaces an, another uh, six-man activity called the Menagerie, which left the game a long time ago. But fans have been wanting something similar, and I think this really does fill that gap, and it's really fun. And yeah, um, Gallahorn is back as well. That's a huge one. I haven't gotten it yet, but Gallahorn is a very iconic Destiny weapon, so it's definitely a, an event when it returns. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely having. I'm, I've played uh, a little bit of the event, obviously, as you can tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll talk about that in the games we're playing later, or what what you got for me. I did see that they already sold out of the Gallahorn uh, Nerf gun on their yeah. store. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Like, uh, they got some really cool stuff on there. Yes. Very cool. Uh, moving into our next story row, Bioshock 4 might have some new details here. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, apparently, it will have an Antarctic City setting, a 1960s time period. The city is called Borealis. Um, it's still referred to internally as Parkside, which is interesting. Uh, and the game will link directly to previous Bioshock games. That sounds awesome. Uh, mm. And also in a follow-up tweet, he also says, Cloud Chamber is supposedly targeting a 2022 release. Whoa. Does that Are mean, Ro, tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Especially with all these leaks. Like, does that mean, like, that ha... I feel like the timing of it is very well timed that it might be like a reveal tomorrow. Heck yeah. That that would be awesome. I again this is another series that I've I've admired from afar because I've heard it's a at least the first game. I, I I've played Infinite, but I still need to play the the first two. Um and I, there's a collection. I should totally totally purchase it. Um but I was scared because I, I heard the first one was it was a little spooky, but it's not that bad. It's not a horror game or anything. But um, it is yeah, a this, little spooky. Though. It's a little spooky. Okay, <laughs> so that's why I didn't play it the first time around. But uh, I still want to give it a shot. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for a Bioshock Four for sure um, because I did enjoy Infinite. Um, yeah, uh, first person shooters always have a have a uphill battle with me because I just <laughs> not a fan of them usually. But yeah. I I enjoyed Bioshock uh, Infinite for sure. So you and I, I yeah you completed Infinite right. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so you saw like the end and okay, tying back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it. No, yet. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. The first game is fantastic though, Ro. I definitely recommend you you go back and play it. Okay. I will someday. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I do like Borealis makes me think of like Aurora Borealis, obviously. So I'm wondering <laughs> if it's like an icy yeah. place. Or is it just really pretty colors? Or who knows? We'll see. I guess maybe we'll see tomorrow. Absolutely agreed. Uh, Ro, now we're gonna dive into a little bit of a rant here by me, 
and this was going to be the part where Gage and me were going to go back and forth, but I guess that's not going to happen now. But anyways, Bloomberg uh, dropped a report today. Of course, the timing is convenient, Ro, that today's Halo Infinite's launch day and Jason Schreier from uh, Bloomberg decides to drop this story about Halo Infinite's development that he's been working on for a while. So a couple things. I was going to read, I went into this. I'm not a huge Jason Trier fan. I think he, he gets a lot of scoops in the industry and, you know, he just doesn't necessarily il- illustrate those points correctly, in my opinion. And I, I just don't like some of the things that he does. So I was going into this like, all right, I'm going to read this and just, you know, f- get an idea for what he's uh, what he's saying here and see like his perspective on the whole thing and see what what he says. Literally, I'm not kidding you. The first paragraph, the last sentence of the first paragraph says this. The trailer showed off an expanded playing field and new weapons, but gamers immediately fixated on the graphics, which were so blocky that cynical fans began to joke that Xbox must have mixed up its Halo and Minecraft franchises. <laughs> what? Like, number one, I never saw a single person, cynical or non-cynical Halo fan, that said that the gameplay from last year's E3 looked like Minecraft. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Maybe like a PlayStation fanboy out there maybe said something like that, like, oh, this is like Minecraft. No freaking Halo fan said this. There was tons of Halo fans that were, you know, clamoring about the the fidelity and saying it wasn't high enough quality and it, it definitely showed, and I agree with that. But saying it's like Minecraft... What? Am I crazy in, th- in thinking this, Ro? Like, reading that sentence just put me off from reading the whole article. It's definitely uh, hyperbolic. I'm, I'm sure people did say that, but I don't think it yeah. is a fair uh, assessment. I think those people are also being hyperbolic, obviously. But um, it's, it's definitely a way to start an article, and I'm sure that's that's the point, yeah. to, to, <laughs> to either reel somebody in or, to, in, in your case, turn somebody off completely. But... Um, yeah, it, it obviously didn't look like Minecraft the first time. I'm I'm obviously not the target audience for Halo anything, but when I saw it the first time around, I was one of the few people who didn't think it looked that bad. Yeah. Obviously, it looks a lot better now, um, but Minecraft is definitely a stretch uh, for sure. But I, I'm sure people, I do think people would make that comparison, but I don't think they were ever being serious. They're obviously just trying to ruffle some feathers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And the people doing it most likely weren't fans of Halo. Like they're, they're right. hating to. And stir that's what he said, Halo fans. Yeah. 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 Uh, but to to his credit, his article does the headline is how Microsoft's Halo Infinite went from disaster to triumph. So I'm not trying to hate on him or anything, but I I read that part of it and I'm just like, what the heck is going on? So he does go into many of the things that people talked about last year and how um, 343 and Microsoft had to figure out what was going on. He essentially said that Jason, or sorry, not Jason, uh, Joe Staten uh, saved Halo Infinite essentially because he came in last year to replace um, Chris uh, Frick. I've lost his name. Chris, who used to work at 343, but he no longer works there. He was the studio head before um, Joe took over. But 
he essentially says in his article that Joe saved Halo Infinite and turned it completely around and got them back on track that he focused them on the things that needed to launch and obviously push back the things that weren't ready, like the co-op campaign, Forge, etc. Um, and essentially got this thing ready to go. And like this game came out and it, as we'll talk about in the next article here, it's, it's worked out for them. So uh, it's obviously very good to see like this happen. And um, there is one thing that Schreier also said that, there was talk, and, and we heard this from Phil Spencer last year as well, there was talk that they released the multiplayer first and then later released the campaign, and then they would, you know, uh, release the final product or whatever when the campaign's out. Well, apparently this guy named Brad Sams on uh, Twitter, which uh, I got into a little spat with him because I'm like, dude, you're not understanding what he's saying. Like... So Brad Sams was one of the people that set me off so bad last year in 2020 and fall 2020 when I made my video that I had pinned as my Twitter pin for a very long time because it pissed me off so bad. He was giving inaccurate information. He was posting that um, that that 343 was considering releasing campaign first and then releasing multiplayer later. So backwards from what we just said, he was saying that that was going to happen. And <laughs> and yeah, and 343 had clarified back then and said, no, we've never had that discussion because Halo fans were freaking out because multiplayer is almost more important in Halo because the longevity of it. So fans were like, no, we want multiplayer at launch. So that's why multiplayer being first is important. That's very important detail. And Brad Sams uh, tweets today, after my initial report that multiplayer and single player might not ship at the same time, I got slammed by 343 calling my report unsubstantiated and that the game shipping as two parts was 100% false and no such plan had ever happened. That's not what you said, Brad. <laughs> In his tweet here, he says that multiplayer and single player might not ship at the same time. That's not what he said. What he said was that multiplayer would ship first and then single player would ship after was what, or I'm sorry, I just said it backwards. Yeah. Campaign would ship first and multiplayer would come out after. And that was what he said in 2020. And 343's response was also not what he said. 343's response was... Uh, the uh, frick where is it hang on sorry i gotta nope. find it here we go sam's unsubstantiated report in late july was 100 percent false and no such plan or discussion had ever happened campaign was never going to ship without multiplayer period so campaign was never going to ship without multiplayer that means they were never going to release multiplayer uh, or campaign without multiplayer brad sams literally said that they were going to release campaign without multiplayer and he's saying that oh they're just discrediting me because the reason they said i was 100 percent wrong is that no such plan had ever happened campaign was never going to ship without multiplayer period that is now proven false with bloomberg today no, Bloomberg said the exact same thing where campaign <laughs> was never going to ship without multiplayer. They were never going to release the campaign first. They told you that 100% multiplayer would never release first. Like, ah! 
they're all over the place. <laughs> it's just, yes. And I'm, I probably like describe that in the most poor way possible because it's very confusing going back yeah. and forth, but it's yes. Infuriating. <laughs> oh man. Well, at least it's here. People love it as, as we will get to, but yes. my God, it, it is always upsetting when, uh, you know, it's covered incorrectly, and yeah, I understand. I understand. Thank you, thank you, Ro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the reason why I said Gage is because Gage, you retweeted Brad Sams, and he has wrong information, Gage. Uh, cool. But anyway, <laughs> moving into our final news story, Ro, talking about Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite's reviews have hit. And the reviews have been very positive on campaign. And obviously, we had already gotten some multiplayer reviews, but now this is like all the reviews aggregated. And we are getting lots of good scores. IGN gave it a nine, which that's Ryan McCaffrey who uh, reviewed the campaign. They had already given multiplayer a nine as well. So very good there. Game Informer gave it a 9.25, GameSpot nine, Venture Beat five. Like there's so many good reviews. It is at an 87 on Metacritic, or 86 now. I guess when he tweeted this, uh, it was 87, but now it's 86. But anyways, that's very positive. And um, I feel like it's very hard to get any franchise that's been around for a very long time. It's hard to get something like where people say, oh, this is a masterpiece. Like, you're, mm-hmm. it's just... I don't see it happening as much anymore. Like you usually see those like red deads, obviously red dead redemption Two is a, a, you know, is the exception, not the norm, but like usually sequels don't necessarily get the best, you know, reviews. Like you don't go up in review scores. Does that right. make sense? So 86, very happy with that. The campaign, they have talked very highly of it. Row, are you going to jump into the campaign at all? Yes, I I have. I oh, love. yes. Cool. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about it in the in the game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it's getting good reviews for all those Halo fans out there getting uh, satisfied with this. They've been waiting for a while, so I'm finally here, and it's and it's good. Yes, agreed. What about what about now, PlayStation fanboys? There's no <laughs> games on Xbox. Halo. Oh, they're still saying that. Don't yeah, worry. That's true. Yeah, no matter how many games Xbox gets. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Moving into what you got for me. Ro, I'll let you start since I've been blabbering for too long. Here. Okay. <laughs> well, then uh, I won't start with Halo then. I will start with uh, Fortnite. I have been playing recently as well. The new season started and I had enough V-Bucks. I was like, why not? I'll get the get the battle pass. I had some V-Bucks saved up from the months and months ago I played last. Now, Ro, and, uh, tell the yeah. audience why you got the Battle Pass. Right. I got it because Spider-Man <laughs> was at it. <laughs> and it looks fun to swing around in Fortnite as Spider-Man, and the suit looks really fun. So, yeah, I got the Battle Pass. And, that's, and that, that really is one of the, the main reasons why I got it. Um, we will have to wait until, I think, level 70 is when you... Uh, when you get Spider-Man or, yeah, but they have this new system, which may have been, maybe it's not new, it maybe was their last season too, but the battle stars that you get for leveling up uh, in the battle pass, you get to choose what you unlock, and if you unlock a certain amount of things, the next level 
opens up. So you don't even have to reach level 7, you just have to claim a bunch of stuff, and then you could eventually get Spider-Man by un unlocking other previous things. Um, so I think that's really cool that you get to pick and choose what you what you want and, and potentially get the later, re later rewards faster. Uh, so I think that's cool. And the gameplay is fun. I like the meta that they have right now. I don't know what they call it, but I know it's different from the previous one where you're, we're using different guns. And I'm having fun. I got a Victory Royale yesterday. And I got a really cool emote with it. And it, it like you get if you win with the crown, which I did, um, you get like a nice little emote and, and an umbrella, which you always do. But the emote like shows how many victory royals you have. I have one. I will never get any more than that. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just it's a really cool way to like uh, to boast about your your skills. So I thought that, I thought that was really cool. And after that, I played Destiny Two. I'm back on the Destiny Two <laughs> bandwagon. Um, I talked a little bit about it. We talked a little bit about it earlier already. The uh, 30th anniversary for Bungie is this year, and they're celebrating it in Destiny with Halo-themed stuff and a new event and a new dungeon and the return of Gallowhorn from Destiny 1. So, yeah, lots of cool stuff are going on in Destiny right now, and not to mention there's another event coming around the corner for, for Christmas time, which is called the Dawning. So it's a good time in Destiny after it being in a very... Uh, in a lull period. Um, so it's good to that they shot it with a little bit of life uh, right now. So that's that's awesome because Witch Queen is right around the corner. So very exciting time for Destiny fans. And what else did I write down? Genshin Impact. Don't have to talk about that a lot. I'm, I'm playing Genshin Impact. That's that's really all I, I have to say about that. And uh, yeah, Halo Infinite. I, I started, I, I played that. I did say that I was going to play the, the first four Halos before I, I dove into that, but... Here we are. I'm playing Halo Infinite right now. Um, I can't Im again. I, I think I should have played them because there are a lot of uh, really cool moments that are happening that I, I enjoy and I think for the most part I understand. But I obviously would get a lot more out of it if I had played the other games, just like how I talked about Uncharted Four. Like, sure you could play it, but you won't get the same out of it as as Daniel or Gage would if you had played the original games, um, because there's some really cool moments, like there's music cues that are happening, that I'm like, oh, this is really nice, I, I like this, but I'm sure Dan is like tearing up at this moment, getting chills, and I'm just like, this is cool, but it's not hitting me the same way. But um, So that's that's the only downside of playing it now. Um, but besides that, it's it's a fun game. Yeah. Very fun, very fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, just piggybacking on, on that row, I, infinite's campaign right from the get-go i was like oh my god yes the whole opening cinematic i absolutely loved and it's i'm not gonna spoil anything because i don't want anyone here to to you know have the experience ruined for them because obviously that that opening cutscene has a, a very big spoiler right from the get-go so uh but with that being said like it was just so cool to see like some of these characters interacting with one another and I'm just trying to be vague here and and seeing like the emotion like just playing like certain moments like I had like this emotional response and it wasn't like you know it wasn't an emotional response to like you know death or something or like someone dying or something like that so it's not spoilerish or anything it was just like the emotional impact of like what was happening I was just like you open up this door and you see the vast world in front of you and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is just incredible. Like I found myself just getting really emotional in like many aspects of the game. And it's just so good. I just love it so it's much like a, so far. Uh, it's like a breath of the wild moment for, uh, yeah. for it to open up like that. And I, I got emotional for 
scene in Breath of the Wild. So I, again, I can't imagine how Halo for, for moments like that. Uh, Glenn in the chat just wanted to ask uh, how many hours have we played so far? I, I think I'm, I'm about three hours, maybe less than that, honestly, but three hours max yeah. right now. Um, I think I'm like two missions in after the, this this the opening part, so I'm like in the big area now, but two missions deep into that. Uh, what about you, Dan? So in terms of missions, I'm probably not that much further ahead of you, but I have I have like almost five hours in. I've just been roaming around the the okay, open gotcha. world, You're exploring a bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is the exact opposite I said I was gonna do because I was like I've got to you know I don't want the campaign spoiled for me or anything, right. but I'm like. Man, I just have to explore this world. It's so freaking beautiful. I love it. And like, there's so many things you can do, like capturing outposts and and getting your sp- armor cores to upgrade your Spartan, which I highly mm-hmm. recommend, by the way. That helps a lot. Uh, get your grapple shot upgraded to that tier where it recharges faster. It, it's way better. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I but, will do that. Yes, it's just so fun. Like, in the grapple shot, honestly, is like one of the best parts of the game. Like, it literally, like, Ro, it literally is. You just talked about Breath of the Wild. It literally is Breath of the Wild because you can literally climb whatever you want with the freaking grapple hook. Once you get that recharge upgrade, you literally can climb whatever you want. Like, nothing is limited. And it's so freaking insane. And like, ah, I love it. I love it yeah. so much. I've had some fun moments with the grapple grappling hook too. Like obviously grabbing the the coils are on the ground, like the little uh, energy baskets that you can like throw at the enemies. Doing yes. that all the time, grappling a, a brute and then punching them is super fun too. Yes. Um, and obviously climbing up stuff is super fun. I, I I kicked like a brute off of his vehicle once. Like stuff like that is just <laughs> super fun to do when you're in the moment, of the battle, and just like bouncing off of one thing after another. Super fun. The physics row is super fun too. Like the physics, like if you use the grapple shot and then like you you crouch uh, right as you hit the ground, you slide also and you freaking slide like really far <laughs> with with the grapple shot momentum. It's so freaking awesome. Like, ah, there's so many moments like that. It's it's great. It is really great. And I love I'm the. Pro- you would teach that things about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the progression as well, like through the campaign, like you, you earn like points uh, as you do. You earn valor points as you do certain things in the world, like saving Marines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as you do that, you unlock uh, different things that you can uh, call in from the Pelican. Like you can unlock more vehicles, more weapons, uh, higher, um, higher rated Marines, you know, you get Marines like with rocket launchers in the later tiers, which I'm getting close to actually already. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I love it. I love everything about it, Ro, so far. It's I'm so, happy. <laughs> so happy. And yeah, the story so much, so much, so much better than Halo five. It's not even funny. I mm-hmm. also find the audio logs like the audio logs have cool stuff as well um which again that might you know lead back to your point where you probably should have played the other ones because the audio logs actually give more backstory of like previous characters that we know yeah Yeah. i was gonna say i've been finding the audio log everything that they're saying is totally going over my head though (laughs) i've been looking for them yeah for sure um that's enough halo infinite i don't need to talk forever on that it's it's fantastic though and i'm sure we will still be talking about it 
next week and you know i'll be talking about it for many weeks to come but uh the other thing i've been playing ro is also Fortnite. but Ooh. i didn't play the new season i played the event on saturday Ooh, i missed that how was that yeah it was actually very interesting i thought it was very cool um it's been a long time since i played like one of those events and i don't know how uh how many i've missed or anything like that but this one was super cool. I thought it was interesting how they start you in this big group and you're fighting this one like bad guy and he's bringing in ships and everything, which I don't know anything what's going on because I haven't played Fortnite <laughs> in many seasons, but uh, they're throwing all these things at you and then all of a sudden everybody gets sent down underground and you're like hunkered down in a, a bunker and you're with the Rocks character. Uh, and <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is actually cool. And it sends it sends you like with a squad of like four other um, human players, which I thought was really cool. You're like in these mini squads with them, so it felt like a little more personal. Um, and yeah, it was super cool. And then it got to the part part where we were just floating in the ocean, and I'm like, wait, is it is it over, or what do I do here? <laughs> so I guess <laughs> the awesome. the floating in the ocean, I guess, was the end of the season, waiting for the next season to begin. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So that sounds cool. I wish I I wish I had, had seen that or played that. That sounds cool. Yes. Glenn says in the chat, Dan means he'll be talking about it for many years to come. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, Absolutely. It'll be his game of the year in 2025 or so. Yeah. It'll be we'll be doing game awards reactions and I'll say best ongoing ga- game Roro. <laughs> Halo Infinite got snubbed. <laughs> well, like, that's what you've been doing for master chief <laughs> i have yeah last year i think i still don't understand why that didn't get nominated last year jeff come on now i mean i'll have a word with them when i'm there here tomorrow <laughs> uh no i'm kidding i won't even talk to jeff Keeley, guys let me i don't i don't yeah never know uh, so that's the end of the show, guys. No topic of the show this week. I'm, I'm ending it early because I got to get up early tomorrow, very early for a flight at 6 a.m. Not looking forward to it. Got to be at the airport at 4 a.m. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, man. Not good, Jeez. bro. All right. <laughs> Anything else before we close out the show, bro? Um, no, I'm just I'm so excited for you, dude. You and you and Chris see the uh, the Game Wars live have a good flight fly safe i'm sure i'll talk to you before before the game words but yes. fly safe and enjoy dude it's gonna be awesome yes thank you the, it, it is gonna be insane and uh i'm happy to come back and watch your guys's reactions later <laughs> as well uh so i'll be losing my mind over the sonic trailer <laughs> and you'll yeah. be like what the hell is going on right <laughs> yes oh man so make sure you guys tune in uh, podcast PXN tomorrow, tomorrow night. Um, I believe the show starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I think there is a pre-show a half hour before that. So I'm not sure how early you guys will be on, but 8 o'clock. I'll was... probably, at least I'll probably do the pre-show. Maybe, maybe. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm not sure if Gage, will, Gage and uh, Brennan will be there for that. But I, I might be on as early as possible. I'm so hyped. So hyped. <laughs> Sweet deal. All right, come back tomorrow, everyone. And thank you, everyone, for coming out and joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Ro. 
I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. Yeah.